You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space series on the interior castle by St. Teresa of Avila. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And we're glad that you've joined us as we look to make space for the Holy Spirit in our lives. So this is part three of the series. In part one, we sort of introduced it and talked about prayer being the way into our internal place of our soul and our life and of connecting with God and who God made us to be. And then in part two, the first dwelling place, we discussed the importance of self-knowledge, but then humility and ultimately how mm-hmm. all of this is about getting to know God better. And so today we're going to be looking at that second dwelling place. And we just kind of want to start with the fact that this isn't about earning something again, right? And it's not about um, our power. This is about connecting with God who exists through the Holy Spirit in us when we know Christ. And it is about exploring this inner life to get to know God more. Right. And by the way, I just realized we should say subscribe down below if you haven't done so already. And if you're listening to the podcast, welcome. We are releasing on YouTube as well. St. Teresa of Avila, when she's finishing writing about the first dwelling place, which of course has many rooms, very spacious, as are all the dwelling places, uh, she says this, which I think is a really good introduction. I want us to kick off our second dwelling place discussion with this. She says, if a person wants to enter the second dwelling place, it is important that he strive to give up unnecessary things and business affairs. Mm. Each one should do this in conformity with his state in life. Which one, I liked that because there are certain things we simply cannot give up. Right. Because to do so would be uh, unhealthy yes. <laughs> for our children or yeah. for, for work or such have you. So right to she, the kids there. She does, she does acknowledge that this gets harder and we have mm. to we have to be very thoughtful about what this will look like for us and mm. for our families um but there is a sense in which to go deeper and deeper into prayer and coming to know god it does require a disconnection with things that are holding us back and preventing yeah. us from growing into knowing god more yeah well there's this deep aspect of this dwelling place about hearing god's voice that as we get to know ourselves and we get to know god better god is beckoning us forward and she talks about god being at the center of our being as a light that's like shining throughout all the rooms but she says that sometimes we're blind to that light and it's not that the light's not there just like it's not like god isn't speaking god is speaking but are we listening and we have so many things in our life that just mute the voice, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is sort of what Jesus was talking about in his parable with the seeds, right? Where there's one type that grows up, but there's another type that the distractions of the world, the deceitfulness of wealth, all these other things like choke it from growing. And that's sort of what she's talking about. As we explore further in the life of prayer and getting to know ourselves more, which is then opening us to get to know God better, Mm -hmm. to know God's love, uh, there's going to be all kinds of things that want to pull us away from this. And sometimes those are, you know, things like we're watching too much Netflix or scrolling through social media mindlessly. Other times it's work projects that we say, well, this just has to get done. So I'll get to prayer tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But then Which, tomorrow comes and, oh, it's the next day. Right. And and it's not to say work is bad, right. but sometimes we can justify allowing everything else to come in 
and not spend that time listening to hear God's voice. Right. Well, and I would say that using her castle dwelling place metaphor, one of the things that we'll find is as we spend more time praying, we start to become aware of what is drawing us away from God. Mm. And so for us personally, that's meant there are some things we've gotten rid of um, because we just found that as we both started talking about this, wow, this is actually not helping us grow in our faith. Mm. And so it's not worth having in our life, you know, end of story. But of course, what that is for us will look different um, for each and every person. But she she does say this, uh, which I thought was really good, because one of the things I've always wondered about is what do I pray? Mm. Because God already knows everything. And so I've always felt funny asking or telling because I already know. So what what all is there? Now, if you haven't already, I would highly advise you to do our prayer course because... It's called a heart on fire. Uh, Phil goes and walks you through seven different ways to pray. And that is just a really, really fantastic jumping off point. Link below. Um, but she does say this. Okay. There's no need for us to be advising him, that would be God, about what he should give us. Which I thought was interesting mm. because a lot of times that's the only thing I know what to pray for. What God, please give me this. Please give us good health. Please keep us safe. Please make this possible. Right? So that's my default. So she said that's not actually necessary. For he can rightly tell us that we don't know what we're asking for. Mm. I was like, that is really true, which takes me back to what I've always struggled with. Anyway, so this is this was has a star. This was the key thing for me in the second dwelling place. The whole aim of any person who is beginning prayer, and don't forget this because it's very important, her words, not mine, <laughs> uh, should be that he work and prepare himself with determination and every possible effort to bring his will into conformity with God's will. That's at the center of the Lord's Prayer. Basically, I mean, yeah. maybe I mean, not that is how Jesus teaches us it to out pray. the whole way, right? But that is central to it of God's kingdom coming, your will being done. Mm-hmm. That God's the way God set up the world is for everybody and everything to thrive. And so, our invitation is to join into that mm-hmm. wherever it is around us. And, uh, you know, I if you haven't checked, I, again, just another plug, you know, Father Albert Hass and I went through the Lord's Prayer, and he talks about this section of the Lord's Prayer being about discernment. And that mm. discernment, he says, sometimes is like going to Las Vegas and playing craps because we're not, we're not going to like get it right all the time. But the invitation of discernment is to listen for what mm. is God saying. And so St. Teresa of Avila also says that she says, um, sometimes these calls, the voice of God, the the hearing God, she says they come through words spoken by other good people or through Mm, sermons or what is read in good books or through the many things that are heard by which God calls or through illnesses and trials or also through a truth that he teaches during the brief moments we spend in prayer. However lukewarm these moments may be, God esteems them highly. So this next stage in our development or in the exploration of our interior life and our relationship with God in order to hear, it's not just not just in the times of silence, which we need to do, but it's an invitation to hear all the time, to hear the words of other people, to hear the cries of the oppressed, to hear what God may say, hey, Cooper, what God may say um, in a sermon or in a book or in an enemy or in an illness. Are we listening to our life, to how God is speaking all the time? Right. Okay. Now, I found a lot of comfort in this 
She goes on to say, let them trust in the mercy of God and not at all in themselves. Mm. And they will see how his majesty brings them from the dwelling places of one stage to those of another. So at any point in the discussion of the interior castle, if you find yourself in one place and you just don't know how to get from point A to point B, she says, don't be disheartened by that. Mm. Because if what we're talking about sounds great but you just go i don't know what that looks like or you hear this in a different point you hit that point because i'm pretty sure i'm about to hit that point in one of the future dwelling places here but she goes on to say it's at the mercy of god and he cares sorry there are puppy viewings going on here (laughs) cooper's excited to be part of this one um but yeah it's it's the mercy of god that he Mm. is the one who will grow us and develop us so you don't need to Put that burden on yourself as you are learning to pray and as you are praying more. Or perhaps you've prayed for a long time and now you're coming to see prayer in a different way or explore different rooms. It's the mercy of God that draws us through it and that teaches us and brings us forth into new new understandings. Yeah, I mean, and so I think it comes back to intentionality then. Mm-hmm. That this level, this dwelling place she's talking about is it takes intentionally saying I want to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and asking God to give them to us. But if we're just going about just running from this business thing mm-hmm. to that kid's activity, to that entertainment thing, right. to that thing so we can make money to buy that, and then <laughs> then we're like, we're not getting any of it. You know, there's right. this there's this famous story of uh, of Buddha and the, his, the, some people come up and say, what do your disciples do? And I may not be quoting the story exact, but he says, oh, you know, they, they walk, they eat and they sit. Right. Something like this. And they say, well, that's what everybody does. And he mm-hmm. says, yeah, but when my disciples are walking, they know they're walking. Mm-hmm. And when they're eating, they know they're eating. And when they're sitting, they know they're sitting. And I think Jesus would have agreed with that sentiment because he, in his life, he was so clearly tuned in to the voices around him. And those voices were the voice of God, the right. voice of the blind man, the, the touch of the woman who wanted to be healed, the pain of uh, people who have been facing injustice, the questions, the what, whatever it might be. He was open and in tune with the voice of God. Yes. And I think that's that next step she's inviting us mm-hmm. to, that this is a prayer that we do in a specific time where we set aside, okay, I'm now, I'm now praying but this is this type of prayer that Paul talked about too of praying without ceasing mm. where we're praying all the time not necessarily as you mentioned by telling God what we need right. but by saying God where are you speaking in my place of employment where are you and how are you speaking through my neighbor how are you speaking through my wife or husband or child mm-hmm. or parent or whatever it might be that's praying without ceasing because we are listening mm-hmm. Now, I do want to say this too. One thing we talked about in part, was it part two? Part three. This is part three. In part two. (laughs) Guys, I forgot where we were in our series. Okay, I know we're in the second dwelling place. One of the things we talked about in the first dwelling place was how important it is to know yourself and to find that room of self-knowledge and Mm -hmm. start to explore it. And I love that because in the second dwelling place, St. Teresa encourages us to to take a little further, and I think she gives us a little more direction on what self-knowledge looks like Hmm. when you're at this level. She says, well, now it's foolish to think that we will enter heaven without entering into ourselves. And again, that's because she talks about the soul is in us and the Holy Spirit is within us. And so if the Holy Spirit is within us and we're not willing to engage there, you know, it's all, it's all related. Okay. So she says, coming to know ourselves, reflecting on our misery and what we owe God and begging him often for mercy. Mm. Well, if we never look at him or reflect on what we owe him and the death he suffered for us, 
I don't know how we'll be able to know him or do works in his service. And friends, I think that is just really compelling and a tangible way to progress forward in our prayer Mm. life is we don't need to spend our time saying, God, I want this. God, this person wants this. God knows. Mm. We can entrust that to him and say, all right, Lord, you have these things. And she says, spend spend time trying to explore your soul and where God is by thinking about what he's done for you, by yeah. by reflecting on what we owe him. And, and it's out of that that we're going to come to learn what it looks like to live for him, to live in his will, and all of those things progressively. Yeah, it's listening. Listening to your own life, listening to your own story, listening to how God is speaking around you. Mm-hmm. So I think our invitation through this second dwelling place would be friends to listen well to be intentional about paying attention to your own story and feelings, your own body, paying attention to how God might be speaking to you in obvious places and in places you may not expect. And to do so, again, with the humility of knowing that you are loved and cared for by God, that God desires a deeper relationship with you. And when we do this intentionally, I believe that God honors that. All right. Well, friends, again, please feel free to uh, subscribe below. We would love to keep in touch as we release more videos. If you are listening on the podcast, please drop us a review. That is definitely appreciated. And we will see you in the next episode. Grace and peace, friends.